back to Grid I Campbell, the only podcast that puts its money where its mouth is. I'm your host, Rich Ryan, and I'm joined by the entire collective, the disciple, Brett Colson, Donnie, DP Peters, and the resident moose himself, Mo Nuwara. A consensus pick last night on the Seattle Seahawks as minus two and a half point favorites in the super contest. They cover by the hair on their chinny chin chin. Mike McCarthy punting on fourth and two with one timeout in his pocket and the goat at quarterback. Man, <laughs> what, what more can you say? I feel like that's why that's why we picked Seahawks, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, one of the reasons coaching matters. It is something that I put in a lot of matchups, all bold, all caps, coaching matters. And Pete Carroll to Mike McCarthy, maybe one of the largest dearths in the league. Mo, you put it in the chat last night. Pete Carroll, underrated. You love this guy. The most underrated. I mean, nobody ever talks about him as one of the best coaches, but like... I feel like he gets his talent to perform better than it is. And this year, for sure, I mean, just look at the talent level on this team. It's uh, it's not very good. I mean, I mean, I keep and, I keep banging the same drum, but go back and look at that Legion of Boom. Not all those guys had pedigree. You know, we're talking about some fifth rounders in there, some third rounders, like not highly touted super pedigree, five stars on rivals type guys. Yeah, like you look at on defense, this team has to me definitely below average talent. I mean, you just look at it across the board and and they're producing at a top five level. And then on the other side of the ball, especially to me, you look at this O-line, it's it's not good. I mean, and they, I mean, they've had their issues in pass protection, but they run block really well. And uh, I don't know how they've held up as well as they have, but they've done enough. They had to ship Tom Cable down to Oakland with John Gurdon to improve that offensive line. I feel like in the first segment here, I should give Brett the floor since he does not join us on the recap pod. And especially this week after he was, I mean, just bludgeoned by the disciple, the person who is supposed to be shepherding him to the promised land. So I just want to move aside and let Bert just respond to anything. Take a bow, Brett. Any, Take a bow. Anything that he heard on. Well, Tuesday. I just can't. I can't cap drunk anymore. Mo was right. I mean, my my picks were a disaster. But yeah, no more drunk casts, which is upsetting because I know you guys are ready for a drunk cast next week. Yes, Thanksgiving week. Yes, you can play. You can play the Mo role this week. <laughs> Carry you guys. I hope. All right, this is going to be a fun one. For those of you that are just joining us, welcome. We are The Collective. We aren't doing too well, but we are in the Las Vegas Super Contest. How do we get to five picks, you ask? Well, there's four of us here. We all pick one game, and then the fifth game comes from our combined power rankings. We pick every game against the spread, give it a confidence ranking, and then our special aggregate machine spits out the fifth and final pick, we are brought to you by SharpSide.com, members of the Roto-Grinders family. If you haven't already, download the SharpSide app, iOS, Android, whatever device you have. You'll find it in the App Store or Google Play Store, respectively. Pick the games, follow the leaderboards, leave some advice. If you got some, it'll help your friends and family out. SharpSide.com. Normally on the show, we kick things off by looking at split games, games where there are two hosts on one side and two hosts on the other, but there are none this week. Zero. It is either a full consensus pick where all four hosts are on a side, or it's what we like to call a lone wolf. Now, lone wolves... If they don't do well, inherently good for the collective. That means three hosts were correct where one was incorrect. However, on the season, Lone Wolf selections 30, 22, and 2, a rousing 57% against the spread, and particularly in the last couple of weeks, last five to be exact, 16 
seven and two against the spread. So when a host is alone on an island, they're doing quite well, which is not good for the collective. This week, there is multiple lone wolves per hosts. Both DP and Mo have three. Brett and myself have two. Brett and DP have the most conviction on their lone wolves. And I'm going to turn to DP first. DP was a little sleepy when we fired this up. Uh, this is a very DP card, as we'll get to. And two of his lone wolves are favorites, the Chargers and Cardinals, laying seven and five and a half at home, respectively. And then he's got a home dog that's been a darling of ours, the Washington Racial Slurs, catching three points at home against the Texans. And you've got them all stacked right in the middle of your card, DP, right outside your top five, seven, six, and five. Bronco, uh, Chargers, Cardinals, racial slurs, three home teams, DP. Let's tackle the first one. You're laying the full seven with the Chargers in a divisional matchup against the Broncos. Why do you like the Bolts in the spot? Well, first of all, I capped this one at seven and a half, so the line's a little short uh, based on my capping. And who needs Joey Bosa when this Chargers defense is playing as well as they are? I love the prospect of this Chargers defense against Case Keenum on the road. I mean, listen, the, the Chargers' home field advantage isn't that great. It's one of the, the worst in the league. But uh, Case Keenum uh, away from mile high uh, against this defense, I just really like that whole aspect. And then on offense for the Chargers, they've just been rolling, clicking on all cylinders. I just don't think that this uh, Denver team is going to have what it takes to be able to score uh, with this Chargers team, let alone score with them against a defense as good as the Chargers. The Broncos not only picked by all three other hosts, but they're in the top three for all three other hosts. I have them the highest. How bad is Donnie? Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> I have them the highest, but I have to turn to Brett first, who is our resident Chargers homer, has loved the Bolts ever since we pushed out on this little adventure of ours. Berminati picking the Broncos, taking the seven. What you got in this contest? Yeah, look, the Broncos know that this is their season. Lose here, and it's a wrap. So all the nonsense I'm seeing out there that the Broncos have nothing to play for, and these are two teams going in opposite directions, that's garbage. And that's really the narrative that's driving a lot of people taking the Chargers and the points here. The Broncos have everything to play for in a division game this week. Uh, this is a team that keeps itself in games. They've had five games that finished inside four points this season. They've covered twice against the Chiefs. Part of that is due to conservative coaching, but we're okay with that when we're getting the seven points. I'm probably higher on this Broncos team than most, but the metrics concur. This is a this is a team that is better than this record suggests. Eighth in overall team DVOA. I think seven is just too many points here. I, I capped this at five and a half. And if you include, you mentioned them covering twice against the Chiefs. They played within a touchdown of the Rams. Those three games, well, were, those, yeah. those three games were decided by a uh, an average of four point six points. And we're talking about Rams and Chiefs teams that are better objectively than this Chargers team. I know we love the Chargers here, and I I think they might be more balanced than those Chiefs and Rams teams, but they certainly cannot score with those Chiefs and Rams sides. Look ahead line with six and a half, so we're getting at least a half point of value in the Super Contest. And yeah, like Bert said, 74% on the bolts in this spot. This is an auto play for me. I think this is going to be the second highest, uh, second most popular pick in the contest this week. Uh, so it's an awesome leverage spot as well. Mo, anything to add on this contest? Well, first off, yeah, I feel Bosa won't play. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't yeah. think. I don't think Bosa's. And relevant whatsoever to this contest. Uh, just, just a feeling. Like I just think that when you have like a franchise type player like that, and he's coming back from an injury, they're they're gonna be as cautious as possible with him. Um, and yeah, the Broncos D, they've really impressed me when I've watched them against the Chiefs and the Rams. Um, they have the capability to play with these really good offenses and like nobody's shutting these teams down. The defense isn't allowed anymore, but like they've slowed them down enough to where you notice it. Um, and I definitely think they can slow down this 
Chargers offense that wallet has some talent. It's not very imaginative. And um they looked uh, I mean they looked pretty blah last week against just an awful, dreadful Raiders team. And then on top of that, yeah, like Donnie said, there's no home field here. I really like the Broncos. I, I think this line somewhere between two and three points off. Next lone wolf for DP laying the absolute wood with the 32nd ranked team, according to DVOA. Cardinals minus five and a half. DP, you just hate the Oakland Raiders. I absolutely hate the Oakland Raiders. I absolutely refuse to pick against them ever again, at least for the rest of this season. I don't care that the Cardinals don't seem like they should be a team favored by five and a half. I'm just completely and absolutely fading the Raiders here. That's all I need to say. The Raiders are a horror show, an absolute horror show. So Brett and I love the Raiders in this spot, and Mo clicked the Raiders but put it all the way at the bottom. Mo, I know you know in your heart of hearts that the Raiders are the absolute right side here. Is it rule of 2018 outlier that is holding you back? Because you should love Oakland in the spot. Are the Raiders the right side? I think this is a fair line. Um, fair line? The, the Cardinals are uh, the objectively first... the worst team in football. Okay, the first time I looked at this line, I was like, the Cardinals can never be minus five and a half. That's ridiculous. And then I actually started looking at everything and thinking about things. Man, how do the Raiders move the ball with this awful, awful offense versus a top eight defense? And then intangible factors really is what pushed me to to like keep pushing this up like this Raiders locker room man I mean I feel like nobody gives a shit there and the Cardinals are still playing hard like they're still playing hard they know they're playing for the future they know they're playing uh like they have a bright future with Josh Rosen um what do the Raiders have they have nothing to look forward to it's all veterans who don't give a shit and know they're not going to be on the next good Raiders team if there ever is a next good Raiders team. Right, but they got to play for contracts, and they're playing a sport where you can die, so you have to try. I mean, here's the thing, though. If you're even giving 90% effort in pro football, like there's going to be a material difference in your output, I feel. This just, I don't know. I can't. Haven't we done this before already this season? Twice, I think. Well, but yeah. were, but, but were they playing the worst team in football? The Cardinals they are the worst team in football. They could be. I don't care what you, you you can tell the numbers say that the Cardinals are the worst team. No, the Raiders are the worst team in football. They could. Yeah, be. I'm with Donnie. But are they two and a half points worse than the no. Cardinals? No, they're not. Look ahead line last week was three. Preseason look ahead was Cards plus two. And I understand these teams. Lord Byron, baby. These teams are a lot different. But preseason plus two. This is a seven and a half point correction. Mo, you brought up that defense. No Buda Baker this week. And Robert Nkindiche and Josh Bynes very banged up. They're going to be limited in this contest. No left tackle for the Cardinals. DJ Humphreys will be missing this game. And Mike Ayupati is also banged up. That Cardinals offensive line has been bad. Injuries have made them worse. The Raiders are an absolute autoplay in this spot. And Brett, I'm so glad that you see the light as I do. Yeah, there are a lot of layers to this one. First is game theory. Nobody's going to want to put this game on the card, much less the Raiders, with 65% of the public on the cards laying five and a half. The Raiders should be a bottom five pick in the contest this week. So that's one. Two, Rich, you already mentioned the injuries for the Cardinals. Four starters have not practiced yet this this week. One of them is DJ Humphreys, as you mentioned, on the left side of that line. Already one of the worst lines in football. If he's out, even the Raiders should be able to get pressure up front against Rosen. Raiders actually aren't that bad up front with Maurice Hurst, Frosty Rucker. Uh, they looked semi-competent last week against LA. Only 20 points for the Chargers. And then three, like you said, the look-ahead line on this was three last week. What has changed in a week to move this game two and a half points off the open? I capped this at three and a half, so I think we're getting a 
a solid two points of value here because I think that the Cardinals are better, but not that much better than the Raiders. Yeah, I think three and a half's right. And that kind of plays into all of what DP and Mo are saying. I don't think we don't believe that the Cardinals are slightly better than this Raiders team, but they should not be minus five and a half. That is, that's just insanity. Pure insanity. DP, your last lone wolf. A darling of ours, as I mentioned. The Slurs, plus three at home. They screwed us last week because we thought with all their offensive line injuries, Bucks would be able to move the ball. Redskins, racial slurs, excuse me, cannot move the ball. Washington didn't really move the ball, but the Bucks powder kegged up and down the field. But you think that they'll be able to stick with Houston in this contest. What do you have, DP? Um, well, I'm going to do my best Mo impression as I run through my notes here. So the Texans have a better saying, pass offense than they every, do a run. Everything good about Houston coming yeah, up. And, and, you can, and you can beat the Redskins by passing. Uh, you can beat the Texans by attacking their secondary. They have a good front seven, but a weaker secondary. And the Redskins just are average at best when passing the ball. And the Redskins have a ton of injuries, especially at the offensive line. And that's where uh, Houston can get after the quarterback. That said, all of that said, I, I just can't fathom lane three points on the road with this Houston team. I still don't believe in them. I try and believe in them and I just can't, I can't do it from the head coach down to the quarterback that I think is a shell of what he was when he broke out last year and looked really good for those first couple of games. I just, I don't see it. I just do not see it at all. I'm going to stick with the Redskins here. All I need the Redskins to do is just score first. That's all I need them to do. And I'm going to win this game because there are no lead changes in Redskins games. And Listen, I just think that the Redskins are going to just continue to rally with what they have and get the job done. And if that means keeping this within three points, then awesome. I could see them just getting the outright win here. So, yeah, I got to ride with the team that we've been uh, we've been valuing all year. I hope you're right. Brett and I both very low on the Texans. I waffled back and forth on clicking either side. I knew this was going to be either my two-pointer or my one-pointer ended up being my two-pointer. Mo, on the other hand, likes the Texans a lot. He has them in his top five. He's laying the three points on the road, would lay the nine at home with Houston. What you got in this game, Mo? I, I feel this is going to be the beating that we we all know Washington was supposed to take last week, but then they lockboxed their way out of. Um. Donnie brought up the biggest thing, in, and that's the that this Washington Slurs team, they won't punish this Texans weakness in the secondary. Um, Alex Smith won't throw the ball downfield. He's going to check down. He's going to throw the ball to something, Harris. They have no playmakers downfield that can consistently, I guess, be counted on to make plays. I think we all know who I'm talking about there. Um, and then the other thing is Alex Smith. He's just, man, he's one thing. He's going to hold the ball too long a lot. And I guess, I guess against this pass rush and this D line, like what is JJ Watt and Clowney going to do to these backup linemen on Washington? That is terrifying to think about. This is the beating that should have happened last week. From a football perspective, I agree with a lot of the points that you made, but I felt the same way when the Texans hosted the Giants. I was like, oh, Texans are just going to eat that Giants offensive line. They didn't. I thought the same thing uh, may happen when the Bills came to town, uh, when I laid all those points with the Texans. Texans defensive line didn't eat in that spot. So I feel like they've really let me down in a couple of spots here. Uh, where they should have absolutely crushed. Where their biggest advantage is is, is run defense, honestly. Uh, they're best in the league, according to Football Outsiders. The only team even performing close to them in DVOA is the Bears. And if Washington can't get anything going on the ground with Adrian Peterson, I have no clue how they move the ball. So in a tightly contested matchup, I'm just going to uh, take the team that I think is a little bit better in the Texans, even though laying three points on the road is not something that I really love doing. Anything? I'm willing to give each of you uh, your choice on my lone wolf for a pizza, but you can only each take one of the games. 
if you would like them. Uh, Broncos, not close. Okay, Broncos are done. Oh, they're off the board. They're off the board. Give me Texans, then. There you go. And then Brett? Brett wants the Raiders. He can have it. Yes. Pizza party. this is great. Pizza party, baby. Pizza party on DP. Speaking of Brett, he's the only member of the collective with a lone wolf in his top five. And it is the LA Rams laying the three and a half. Mo, want to make sure you didn't fall backwards there, fall off your chair, or injure yourself. Uh, Brett, tell us why we're donks for being on the absolute public side, clicking on the Chiefs. Because I don't know why this line isn't four and a half or five. Like Whoa! All, this, all the steam I'm on this so Rams right now. Come on. <laughs> All of the steam Four and a half or is five? Are you? Jeez. This is a drunk cast. Four and a half or five, Brad? Why not? Because the Chiefs are better at football. They're not, they're not better. How much disrespect for my Chiefs? <laughs> Look, the Rams haven't covered a spread in more than a month because the market overvalued them after their fast start. And the same thing is happening right now with the Chiefs. The market's overcorrected and the public is still pounding them 80% of all bets in this game. So yeah, I love this spot to grab what I think is still the better team in LA, better offense. Yes. Better defense, sharper offensive mind calling the plays. I think both these teams could be popular in the contest, but I think it's still a pretty solid leverage spot. People are going to be all over the chiefs because the squares like you guys are all over the chiefs. Really? You want to put the Chiefs? I don't know how I don't know how much you like the guy uh, the Chiefs in this game, but we can't we can't put the Chiefs on the card. I hope you guys didn't try to put the Chiefs on the card. No, nobody had the Chiefs higher than Mo. Good. Mo had Mo, got the other side on the card. Mo had them bubbling his top five. What you got, Mo? It's got to be you. You're the only one who can rebuttal there. Man, I'm just pissed. I'm Brett. This the disrespect for my Chiefs just won't admit this is this team could win the Super Bowl, will win the Super Bowl probably. Um, how does anyone get a stop in this game? I don't know, but the Chiefs do come up with enough plays in the pass rush to get the occasional stop. I think the Rams. The question is, can they basically replicate what Arizona was doing to the Chiefs' O-line? Because on paper, I still don't believe this Chiefs' O-line is that good. Um, but they've been performing all year, and they finally looked a little bit exploitable against the Ram, uh, against Arizona. Like They have obviously a really good defense and a really good D-line. And I think they sacked Mahomes like five times. And if the Rams can do that... Yeah, uh, they're probably going to roll here. Um, that being said, I, I mean, the Chiefs have faced a lot of tough teams and tough defenses, and nobody besides Arizona has really slowed them down. Um, other thing that makes me wonder about this Rams is can they just run straight here? This is one of the few teams that actually does scare me, running straight. And running straight against the Chiefs can definitely work. Um but I still think because the Chiefs, to me, do have the superior offense. I don't agree with Brett at all on that. Um, that's We know that's what matters the most. And especially in a shootout, I just don't see how you can lay a number bigger than three here. Like, how do you not just hang three here? I don't understand. I think the Chiefs are actually a little better, and this should maybe even be two and a half. But I think you just have to put three out there and... If you're going to give me the hook, I have to take the Chiefs. I feel like the books would have still had 80% of the public on Chiefs at 3-2. So this line is perplexing to me from a bookmaking standpoint because isn't totally agree. Isn't the public totally just going to pile Kansas City anyway? So why wouldn't the books just take that half point and stick it in their pocket and just steal it from the public? Don't understand it. Does it have something to do with the move from Mexico? But... 
even then the Chiefs were very much a public side, so it's not like the books had to manage their liability. So it's just from a bookmaking standpoint, this game is fascinating. And you mentioned that this could be a run straight game for the Rams. It could be a run straight game for the Chiefs too. The Rams, while on paper, their defensive line, we keep saying it, they should be monstrous. They're 29th in rush defense DVOA. Teams have absolutely pillaged them running the football and attacking the quarterback. They're only 18th in adjusted sack rate. So a very puzzling start to the season for that defensive front for the Rams. I'm just excited about this game. Uh, I will be in attendance. Hopefully it'll deliver on the hype. Total is absolutely massive, 64, but it still might not be high enough in 2018. DP, anything you want to add to cap off this contest? Listen, I'm just going to go ahead and say that I learned my lesson picking the Patriots minus three and a half and what I view as a similar spot. Give me the Chiefs of the points, but it's my two-pointer. I'm going to sit back and enjoy the show. Yeah, and and Mahomes played bad in that first half, and they still got the cover. Uh, Brett, this next one. Can't believe you did it. Why? Can't believe you clicked Mike Tomlin on the road laying five and a half points. No, I can't believe you guys. What did you guys say on the recap pod on Wednesday? Two days ago. Jag. Yeah, and, said, and then we saw that it was five and a half. This is rule of this is certainly rule of circled the calendar. What happened in two days? Oh, I, all of a sudden you guys are on the other side. Oh, I capped it. I'll let you go and then I'll tell I you. I saw the line, yeah. I'll tell you why why I love the Jags in this spot. Look, the Steelers are. I, I don't have a whole lot of conviction in this one, but I'm stealing with. I'm seeing what the Steelers are doing uh, over the past month. They're clicking on all cylinders after a slow start, plowing through teams. You guys actually think Jacksonville could win this game? Sure. I mean, how many times do we have to watch a Mike Tomlin coach team go on the road as a favorite and lay an absolute stinker? Steelers at Dolphins last year, they should put it in a capsule and send it to Canton because it is the epitome of the Mike Tomlin experience. Go on the road as seven-point favorites and get thrashed by an awful Dolphins team. Go on the road when everyone's like, oh my gosh, here come the Steelers, Super Bowl contender, they're going to win the AFC, blah, 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 lay a turd. Total turf. <laughs> it's the Mike Tomlin. Every time. It's the Tomlin experience. It should be. 100% in, agree. That was definitely going through my mind on this. It should one. be in Disney World. There should be a one hour queue for the Mike Tomlin experience. So we. In Orlando, we, Florida. We always say, like, there's these fart games where these teams just, like, they fart and just don't show up when everyone thinks they're rolling. This has to be. This is. This is the fart game for the Steelers. They're not going to... Yeah, this is definitely the... This is the Steelers' fart on the road. And Brett is king look-ahead. Look-ahead line was plus three last week. What do the Steelers do that go out in prime time and destroy the Panthers? Preseason look-ahead line was plus one. So we're moving four and a half points off that. And then on pinnacle, already moving in the direction of the Jags. Reverse line move, 68% on the Steelers. It's down to five on pinnacle. All signs pointing towards Jacksonville. Come on, Brett. This is the Mike Tomlin implosion game. Oh, no. It totally it totally could be. But I don't understand what you guys are doing after you talked about this being a, a potentially a Steelers role show two days ago. Yeah. We did some more research. We were just shooting at the hip there. Also, from a football perspective, AJ Boye back to a full participant in practice. That's big against a Steelers team that likes to throw yeah. the rock. All right, Mo and I, to keep this insane lone wolf train going, uh, nobody, neither of us have any real conviction in our lone wolves. The highest is a five. Mo, you've got three. Uh, all road teams, Cowboys plus three and a half, Vikings plus two and a half, and Bucks plus one and a half. We'll start with the first one. You're on the Cowboys, huh? This The Cowboys team you've been dumping on all season. They come back off of a... Massive primetime win against the defending Super Bowl champions. They're catching all the love, all the tickets, and you clicked on them. Why? Yeah, this is an interesting one, actually. I think one of the most interesting games of the week. Um, 
I think I would actually maybe say the Cowboys are as good or a hair better than the Falcons. I don't know. Um, they really impressed me against the Eagles. Um, and I think their defense, how strong they are up front, they might actually be able to slow Falcons down. That being said, I've been consistently wrong about the Falcons all year, so I'm probably wrong here again, especially if all you guys are on the other side. Um, Falcons, especially in a dome, I've definitely been underestimating them all year. But I think matchup-wise, there are a few things to be concerned. The main thing for me is that the Falcons have zero running game. Uh, and I think... Dallas is actually a team you need to run against a little bit because their pass rush can be so good at times. Um, and the Falcons, I think if they just make Matt Ryan kind of a sitting duck, uh, they could be in trouble here. But uh, I capped this at three, so I don't like love the Cowboys, but I think it's a hook too high. Love the Falcons in the spot. Look ahead line was four and a half. Like I said, Dallas coming off of that shocking win against the Eagles by a touchdown. Falcons, they lose outright to the stinking Browns. They're on every teaser, every parlay card, and they low they lay an absolute egg. I will say Dak has been measurably better with Amari. His yards per attempt is up to seven point five where it was Imagine six, that. where it was six point seven when Cooper was in Oakland. This feels like rookie De- uh, Dak when he had Dez at least one target to to get the ball to makes life so much easier. That being said, how do the F- Cowboys get to 30 points is my question. Falcons averaging 32 points per game at home. Cowboys are 26th in pass defense DVOA, so I don't think that 30-point hurdle is going to be difficult for Atlanta. On the other side of the ball, Dallas averaging 16 points per game away from Jerry's world, and they peaked on Sunday night with 27 against a secondary that was an infirmary. I have no idea how the Cowboys keep pace in this game. Uh, Still no Taco uh, Charlton, David Irving, or Sean Lee for the Cowboys. And on the other side, I I think this is a Joey Bosa situation. I don't think he'll be playing, but Deion Jones returned to practice. I think the Falcons are a sneaky wild card contender in the NFC if Jones can get back into form and playing. DP, uh, you too, like myself, I had the Falcons in my top five. You do as well. Anything to add? Not much to add. You said a lot of what I was going to say. I mean, mainly once the Falcons get out and rolling, which I think they will in this game, how is Dallas going to be able to move the ball and stay with them? Dak in negative game script trying to score points does not excite me at all. I am not sold on this Cowboys team. I think they are highly overrated. Stock high, stock low spot coming off last week's uh, performances by both teams. So give me the Falcons here. Just absolutely give me the Falcons. Brett, Amari Cooper goat or what? Obviously. But as as far as this game goes, Rich, you nailed it. I think there's a lot of recency bias built into this line. I think it's probably a good point, point and a half off. I wanted to like it more, but I, I feel like this is a pretty fair line at three and a half. Um. Yeah, really, not a whole lot else to add. Mo, you turn your back on the Bears. You've been all over us. You've hated on us in the past couple of weeks. Did you click Bears every time these last three weeks? They've been massive favorites. They've covered every single time. They're printing for the public. This game's really confusing to me. Like I said, they've been printing for the public, and now sixty-four percent are on the Vikings. People are just jumping off of. The Bears steam train, you included, Mo. So, what's up here? Why do you like Minnesota in the spot? I mean, how can you guys think this line is anything but fair? Um, yeah, it is fair. I, I, nobody, I don't think I'm going to look across the board here. I don't think anybody has much conviction in the Bears. I do. Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> Go ahead, Mo. You're up. Yeah, I just, I think this line, um, Mini is, is getting healthier. Dalvin Cook is one of the running backs who probably does make a difference. Uh, Everson Griffin, hopefully rounding back into form. I think Minnesota is an overall more talented team, but I do really like what this Bears coaching staff is doing. Um, I think the key is going to be if the Vikes O-line can hold up against the Bears pass rush. Um, They've been 
okay on paper this year. But I still think there's a talent deficit there, and the Bears can exploit them. So overall, I just think that this line's really fair, and I don't see how anyone could have any real conviction here, to be honest. Well, tell us, Minotti, how can you have conviction? You have the Vikings in your top five, your fourth highest selection. What you got? Bears. Sorry, Bears. Yeah, I got the Bears in my top five because they're not getting any respect. They're six and three against the spread this season, and the public public really hasn't been hammering them at all. They've been outstanding at home. I tend to fade the Vikings on the road because their success at home is baked into the lines when they go on the road. Not really surprising to see two-thirds of the bets on the Vikes here, considering how much the public hates Chicago. So I'm happy to lay the points. I'm much more comfortable taking Trubisky at home, and now Khalil Mack back disrupting that on that defensive line. 57 snaps last week. This is a scary team at Soldier Field. I think they could actually win this game pretty handily if they get out to an early start. So this game's going to come down to who blows their dick off, in my opinion. And you've got Kirk Cousins, who used to be the captain of blowing your dick off. And now he's actually kind of progressed into a spot where when mistakes are being made on the offense for Minnesota, it's been Adam Thielen fumbling or Stephon Diggs not finishing his route. I think Cousins is putting together a great season. We're on the other side. It's weird. Like Mitch, Trubisky's ceiling, I think, as a thrower is Kirk Cousins, right? Like he's got some arm talent, some strength. He shows off some flashes of accuracy, but he just makes some of the dumbest decisions possible. And it's like uh, some kind of like Benjamin Button situation where Trubisky is staring into the future, into what he could be on the other side of the ball. Uh, the Vikings on the road, that's where. I keyed in on here and what Brett brought up. I mean, they're not really, they haven't been competitive this year. So first of all, their only wins are against the Niners, Eagles, Cardinals, Jets, and Lions. Not really a murderer's row. And their only road wins are against the Eagles, who seem to be completely fraudulent, and the Jets, who are god-awful. Uh, so I think this should be three. I wanted to love the Bears, but I just kept moving them down. And I'm just confused why the public is on the Vikings. Like I said, the Bears have been a combined minus 23 over the last three weeks, and they've beaten their opponents by a combined 58 points. So why? Yeah, but people people don't bet the Bears. They they've been they are the least they are the least bet team in New Jersey this year. Sure, but that's no just reason. sure, but that's just straight bets. They've been on every Good parlay card and in people. every teaser the last three weeks. So in straight bets, you're probably right. because And those lines have been huge. But in parlays and teasers, everybody is betting on the Bears. DP, you're the Bears guy. You've got that Bears over in your pockets. Round out this game for us. Bears are pretty good. Bears are even better at home. We all know what this Bears defense is. And they have a pretty, pretty good coaching staff that Mo continues to jam down our throats. But for some reason, is running away from them this week. I really like the Bears in this spot. Um, I mean, we're getting less than three. I think this should be three. I could certainly see uh, a situation where Mitch Trubisky just decides to totally suck and the Viking defense come to play. Um, but I'm pretty confident in the Bears, but I'm also scared. It's, it was a weird one for me in terms of like my confidence level, um, but I'm not going to back away from the fact that I did pick the Bears. Mo, you click the keg. His homecoming trip to MetLife Stadium, where he created such great memories with my fighting New York Jets. Plus one and a half in New York. What you got here? This is a weird one. This this whole game is just weird to me. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about this one. I, I caught this exactly where it was. Um, how Spider-Man meme is this game? Just two awful, dead teams with really bad defenses and a few playmakers on offense i have more confidence in tampa's qb and the giants are on short rest so that's just why i click this uh i don't want anything to do with either side really yeah this game too bad i wanted to love this game too bad which side though giants this line doesn't make sense aren't the giants better yeah, are they? Like, why isn't this? Why didn't? They yes, just they put are. Three. Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Well, you got to give Tampa Bay credit still for getting 500 yards. 
against a decent defense. I mean, I, I know we, I know they didn't score, but that's more predictive is that they're getting 500 yards. The Giants are not getting 500 yards, and maybe they're so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the biggest thing for me is the Giants are the healthiest, healthiest they've been all season. That was one of the, the biggest factors for me in clicking the Giants. And I think there's no outcome in this game that surprises me. So I'm just going to take the home team laying less than a field goal. That was pretty much my process. DP, you, you came in there strong. You are the hev- the, hev- the highest on this game. You've got the Giants on your card. Tell us why you love New York so much. I mean, I think that the New York Giants offense has a lot of weapons. I know Eli hasn't been that good, but look at the defense on the other side of the ball that they're playing against. It's Tampa Bay. They're They're horrible. I mean, I think that they're just really bad. I mean, the the Redskins offense did not look good last game, but they looked fine, which is weird because I feel like they've just sucked all year, and then even they were able to just do a little bit. You know, I think that this Giants team is going to be able to do a lot. You know, I'm not saying they're going to put up 500 yards, but why can't they put up 400? I mean, they have a ton of weapons. Eli is, you know, he can have the the one-off game, even though his career has certainly passed him by against this defense. He just had guess, the he just had the one-off game, though. You know, I mean, yeah, but whatever. He, it, he's they're fine. The Giants are going to be fine in this spot, absolutely fine. I think I love it, and I like the. I don't think the Giants' defense is horrible. They're certainly not as bad as Tampa Bay's, in my opinion. Well, yeah, they can't be as bad as Tampa because I don't think anybody is. And then you got, you know, you got Fitz Magic, who's just gonna fucking do some stupid stuff out there. Yeah, but him and Eli are—they're literally the same player, except that Fitz can run. Well, I think that Fitz is a bit more of a wild card than Eli. Eli will play it safe at times and do like really dumb stuff the other way, where like fall down, take a sack, whereas like Fitz will try and spin around three times, do a pirouette, and then throw a hail mary. All right, my two lone wolves, a three-pointer and a one-pointer. The three-pointer, I actually don't like the side I picked. I ended up taking the Titans plus two. Uh, two Two-way action here, both public and sharps on Tennessee. Uh, The line is down to one and a half on Pinnacle. Look-ahead line was three, Uh, so definitely some movement away from the Colts, even though the Colts... Got a win last week. Some fun stuff here. The Collective struggling this season, but we love and we know our Titans. We are 8-1 and one when choosing games, including the Titans, so that means I might be on the wrong side here. Uh, and the Colts, however, have been a bit of a, a bugaboo. Uh, the Collective is 2-6-1 and one when selecting Colts games. No host is higher than 4-4-1. Four, four and one. That's DP, which is interesting because I feel like looking back, we all have liked Indy. We've been impressed by their defense, but I guess we've just never been on the right side with them. Uh, are these two top 10 coaches? Are Vrabel and Reich in the top 10? Is that a thing? I think it's too early to say for Vrabel, but Reich is, Reich is sharp, man. Yeah, I uh, my heart says Colts. My brain says Titans, so I click Titans and put it at the bottom. Nobody weighed in too heavily on this game. Mo, you had this in the middle of your pack. You're riding and dying with your Indianapolis Colts. Tell us why. Yeah, I, I do rate the Titans maybe a tad better, but um, they are coming off a huge win, so I think it's a good spot to sell high here. Um, I think this line should just be three, but yeah, it's very likely that I'm wrong because, as you already outlined, um this is public and sharps pounding the same side. So um, this is definitely one to look out for and one that I could absolutely see being the top play in the contest this week. So um, yeah, I think if we want to get weird and I don't know if we want to get weird yet, Brett can talk about that. It, it might be game theory season. Um, but uh why yeah, the hell I'll, I'll would this, let him take the floor there? Why would this be the most popular pick in the contest? How is that possible? <laughs> Publix and Sharp is betting the Titans, like Rich said. And yeah, uh, how is that possible when there's this other game on the car where you have no idea who's playing quarterback? You're well, that's that's one we definitely need to talk about. Um <laughs> you're getting um you're getting 
three points for the team that just waxed the Patriots. I mean, that, to me, I think a lot of people will be claiming the Titans for sure after that. Let's talk about that last game. That very important game with a question mark at quarterback because I clicked the Ravens. I put it at a one. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, Dude, I, don't know. I wanted to click the Ravens and put them on my card, but I couldn't do it because of what the hell is going on. So I just clicked the Bengals and stuck them at one. So I got two. Th- I want it on the record that the Ravens are going to win this stupid game. I got two things going for me. One, regardless of who plays quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens, Baltimore is better at everything on a football field except for running the ball. And it's 2018. So running the ball doesn't matter. And even when the Bengals have to run the ball, they're going to have to run the ball against the Baltimore Ravens, who are pretty good at defending the run, fifth in DVOA. So the Ravens are better at everything. On the other side of the ball, this is what we tried to tell Brett last week, the Bengals will be without A.J. Green. Historically, Andy Dalton without A.J. Green, 60% completion percentage. I think it's 12 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. He's a dumpster fire. That offense goes from maybe a B to a C, D plus without A.J. Green. They are a horrible outfit. So I think this is a fair line. I mean, what's the difference between Flacco and replacement level? Is there a difference? Well, I don't think the Ravens are better at throwing the football with Jackson in there. So that's a, that's the start. And is, is Flacco, and even if Flacco plays, he's going to be dead. So, my issue is with Jackson. Why? He missed practice yesterday, and well, he has I just mud feel butt. Like, he's fine. Listen, I, <laughs> I get it, but like it's it's valuable reps to get in there and learn this freaking offense. And if if for whatever reason they start, uh, what's Robert Griffin? Good God, I'm I'm just scared of that. Why? How is Bobby Three Sticks any worse than Joe Flacco? I mean, he's not. He's fine when he's upright, but like, guys, Joe Flacco. Like, Joe Flacco's been a bottom twenty-five quarterback his whole career. He had one good season where he was maybe a top third quarterback. Other than that, he's awful. the The scary thing is what happens if he breaks in half, which is fifty-fifty. You got Lamar. Why are we hating Lamar so much? No, I, I don't think I am at all, really. Although I don't, you think have the he's Bengals on your card. Like, <laughs> what do you mean you're not hating? This is all the hate. I, I don't think he's very good, but uh, wait, you put the Bengals on the card? <laughs> yeah, I don't get Jesus it. Jesus Lord, Mo, what are you well, doing? That's the thing. Is like, <laughs> what is the oh, thing? Man. Please tell us what the thing is. I <laughs> need the thing. What your card's upside down? Like what? The this line isn't going to be six and a half. When Lamar, it could be three points off or whoever starts, but, but who everyone cares? knows that. So like, it's just a weird spot because I don't know the last time, every, every time I feel like we think that nobody ends up clicking on it. So I feel like this might be a leverage spot either way. Like, so the line could be three points off, but do you believe that Joe Flacco is worth three points compared to a replacement level quarterback? Like, this is one of the anomalies that we always call out. Whenever a quarterback gets injured and these lines get adjusted crazily, one of the things we're always on here talking about is that quarterback is not worth four points. So just because in reality, in the market, it's going to be a three-point adjustment, that doesn't mean it's correct. Yeah, I I agree with that, and I, I don't think Flacco can possibly matter that much. I I just wonder, like I said, if this is a leverage spot either way, because I think this is a game everyone else might just avoid. Um, and it is Dalton on the road in a tough environment. But this is also, man, you always click the team that played the worst last week because that's pro football. Now why aren't and there's you, no possible way. Why aren't you clicking the Raiders? Why aren't, why aren't you clicking the Raiders every week then? Well, the Raiders might be a special case where everybody quit. This might that might be Donnie's rule of quitting. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like I said, the Ravens are better at everything except for running the ball. I mean, throwing. why? Why? Why at throwing with no AJ Green? How can you possibly say the Bengals are better at throwing footballs? Because we haven't seen Lamar Jackson throw a football at the pro level yet. Rich doesn't watch unprofessional. Dude, That's the he thing. can't throw. I watched. Lamar, 
play unprofesh for three years, and he is dreadful at passing the ball. I'll take your word. But how much worse can than Flacco can he be? Yeah, I don't know if he is. That's the thing. I, I just wonder where you guys think everyone else is going to be out on this. Like, Oh, I think you're right. Time, I, I think people are avoiding this game. That's what I kind of think. And last time we thought people would click on um, the Packers. Was it the Packers? Yeah, because we thought Aaron Rodgers was going to play. And the line reflected that maybe he wasn't. And then, like, nobody played the Packers. That was our biggest mistake of the year so far. We should have had that game. The the reason why people aren't going to play this game is because of what you just said, Mo. The Bengals got absolutely thrashed last week. So even if they feel like they're getting value, I don't think people are clicking on Cincy. So from a pure leverage standpoint, I think you're absolutely correct. I think Cincy will be the number one play. No. No way. No shot. No yeah, shot. That's what I think. They just I lost. I don't see 40. it. I think both of these are like bottom fifteen. Hundred percent. Mo is spot on here. Since he just lost by forty DP, these people don't have the gumption to walk up to that kiosk, stick their super contest card in, and click Cincinnati. They can't do it. This is a spot I wanted to love the Bengals, but it's exactly what you just said. They looked terrible last week. I can't trust this team at this point. Cincinnati is like in the top five most popular teams every single week. Every single week. I, I think I'd like to see the numbers on that. No, he's I'm right. Staring, he's I'm right. staring at them right now. He's okay? right. He's I'm right. Staring at them. He's right. The Bengals have been super popular this year. But last week, it was a reckoning. Okay, that's even better then because they, they, they burned the maximum yeah. amount of teams last week. Yeah. Okay. All right. So this has been the Lone Wolf episode. We got a couple minutes actually to make our picks. Uh, I'm not even going to run down the list here. There's just too many. Ten games. All the Lone Wolves. All right. Let's get to the card. DP, you led us last week with a three and two record. You get to lead us here, and you're putting a game on the card we have not spoke about. It is a consensus pick. It is a big home favorite, and I feel like there's going to be yelling even though there is. it is a consensus pick. Go ahead. The squarest pick to go on the card all year. Do it, DP. I, I, I have to. <laughs> shut up. I have to. I have to just go with with my gut here and go with who I am. And I'm the squarest one on this podcast, so I'm taking the Saints. They're on their revenge tour. Saints minus 8.5 at the Eagles. I mean, if you ask me, this line is too short. It should be closer to 10. Um, This Eagles, (laughs) yeah, it should be closer to 10. The Eagles are just too one-dimensional, and Carson Wentz is going to absolutely melt in New Orleans. They they just they can't get it done with him at quarterback right now. He's just not there. I'm not saying he's not going to be good over his career. I think that he eventually will be. I just think right now he just doesn't have it. He's not seeing the field. He's not doing the things he needs to do. And this this uh, Saints team, I think that this is a sneaky like get up big spot for them because they probably should have went on to win the Super Bowl last year, and they didn't, and they had to watch this Eagles team, quarterback by Nick Foles, go on and do it because they lost that ridiculous last-second touchdown to the Vikings. So I think that the uh, the Saints are just going to absolutely roll. And then let's not even forget about all the injuries that the Eagles have, especially to their secondary, and that's where the Saints are going to you know make their money and put up huge numbers. All right, so Brett is the lowest on this game. It is a consensus pick, but he has the Saints at a one. So, Brett, you have the floor. Your thoughts, sir? Yeah, I said earlier in the week, I'm just going to take every Saints game because I'm so bad at analyzing this team and just throw it at the bottom of my card. So that's what I did here. I love the Eagles when I, when I first looked at this line, but I'm, I'm, I'd rather just completely stay away from this game. This and is a uh, fair line? I, uh, yeah. I don't think... Isn't why is it seven? It should be seven. I mean... Ten, Donnie. It should be ten. <laughs> Thank you. Then why do you have it so low, Mo? Because this is everything to me points to the Saints when I look at this game and I cap this game. The problem is you're buying as high as possible and selling as low as possible. So that's what I don't want to do. So I just stuck it at the bottom. But man, 
look at the injuries here. This Eagles secondary is already a disaster. They've been bad all year. And then lose their only good corner with a pulse, Ronald Darby. And then, you guys, how bad is Jalen Mills' backup? This pasty could be dreadful. They could be just eyeball bleeding bad. And against the Saints, that's not what you want. Saints are averaging 36 and a half points at home, and that includes an 18-point stinker to the Browns. How do the Eagles score four touchdowns? They could score four touchdowns, but the Saints might score seven. How? How do the Eagles score four touchdowns? They're averaging. I'm with Brett. I don't. I'm not worried about Carson Wentz. Why? The Eagle, this here, Eagles. This, no, 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 no. Don't. Uh, Carson Wentz is trash. The Eagles are averaging Eagles are averaging 22 points a game. They've only cracked 30 once, and that was against the Giants. This Eagles offense sucks. What are you guys talking about? Thank Saints you. They do is so. bad though. Saints D is is bad, no doubt. But you still need four touchdowns, you know. I just don't see it. The biggest point. Yeah, that's secondary. Something Rajul Douglas and something Chandon Sullivan guarding Mike Thomas. And Lane Johnson, still limited. Might miss it. You might have Vitae at right tackle again for the Eagles. Here's the real question. Is this going to be the most popular game in the contest? No, because people don't like laying big numbers, especially in this contest where people try to think that they're sharp. Interesting. I think it could it, be. I think it'll be top five. After all those people got burned by the Eagles last week, that's what that's what kind of pushed me off. I'm gonna I'm gonna push on. Brett jokingly said veto, but I'm gonna move on. We'll see. Uh, hold your nose. Hold on. Well, if Brett has to go soon, we might we might want to get to well, my pick. Well, yeah, let's just. Um, we're just speeding this up. Hold your nose. Close your eyes. I know Brett's not vetoing this one because it's his topic as well. Guys, the Raiders are on the card. It's the absolute right side. We're doing it. Really doing this again. You guys just don't learn. We got, we got Gruden on the card. This line is a joke. No, the Raiders are a joke. Of course this they are. This is awful, but whatever. I don't <laughs> even care. We're down 50, so we need weird picks. This is leverage AF, and it's the right side. Come on. Raiders... Money bet line. I don't even think it's leverage. I don't, I don't think anybody's going to take either of these teams, but <laughs> nobody is going to take the Raiders. Oakland AF. All right. Is it Mo? Is Mo up next? Yeah, Mo's up next. Another game. Yeah, we, we talk- better get my pick out there for Brett. Another game we talked about. A home dog. Go for it. I I love the Jags this week. Um. <laughs> Man, this is the rule of professional pride. If the Jags have it, this is a cover easily, and it might be a win. If they don't, yeah, the Steelers might win by 14 here. Um, At home, playing for their season versus a team they know they can beat, that they beat the shit out of last year. Um, And then the biggest thing is stock absolutely soaring on the Steelers and just couldn't be farther in the toilet on a five-game losing streak for the Jags. This line is a field goal too high. I love the Jags here. You guys are ridiculous, man. So this is rule of pride, but it's also rule of circle the schedule, Steelers vengeance game. That's what yeah, you're telling me. Circle the schedule, Steelers minus two, and then we all looked and saw minus five and a half. Minotti. Just do it. I don't even care. I don't care anymore. <laughs> Well, we gotta we gotta see what the uh, what the other picks are first. All right, you're up, Minotti. Rams, and, and yeah, you have the grossest pick of them all. No, this, this is the best pick. No, this is the worst pick. Rams. Rams? What? He's sitting here what? trying to talk about leverage, and he picks the top game. Yeah, this is if well, Saints... they weren't my top pick, but well, they're pretty much like I've said this before. Anything in your top five is your top pick. I understand that. This well, is pick Saints. This that, is... Saints is worse than the Rams. <laughs> they're both bad. No shot is the Saints worse than the Rams. In terms of... The Saints should be minus 10. Maybe 10 and a half. The Rams should be minus 3. I'm talking about popularity in the contest. 
The Rams the Saints will be the Saints will be more pop, far more popular than the Rams, I think. For sure. I disagree with this. You disagree with, with the Saints being more popular than the Rams? Yeah. Oh, I'll put a pizza on that. I feel like I'm always wrong about this stuff, so I don't know. Maybe oh, I'm backing up now. Rule rule of if you don't Hold on, hold on, Mo. If you don't put your yeah. money where your mouth is. Yep. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yep, rule of Mo. Rule of Mo's rules. I'm just looking back and I'm just feel like every time I think a game's gonna be popular, I'm wrong a lot. I'm not good at figuring out what every other idiot's doing. Well, it's, it gets weird now because I people... yesterday about people not betting their <laughs> convictions, and now you're just snap backing off. What are you doing? Oh, I just man. said I don't have that much conviction. Well, and step off, kiddo. Saints for sure more popular than the Rams. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm I'm willing to lay pizza and personal pan, Mo. crickets wow didn't even take didn't even take plus odds didn't even take the mic off mute (laughs) (laughs) all right let's get to the collective pick which i absolutely love it is a consensus pick we have not discussed it and it's in everybody's top five i love this pick guys The collective chooses the Detroit Lions. Love this pick. Boom. Moe's the highest. Brett's the lowest. It is the bottom of his top five. Wow, I'm the lowest? You are the lowest. I love the Lions. I love the Lions in the spot. What do I got? I'll just blast off some quick notes in this match. What do we got? 80% on Carolina. Look ahead line was three. Uh, Who have the Panthers beaten? Wins against the Cowboys, Bengals, Giants, Fraudulent Eagles, Ravens, Bucks. This Panthers defense continues to be putrid. 24th overall and against the pass. And outside of their contests against those crappy NFC East teams, the Giants, Cowboys, and racial slurs, they're giving up 30 points a game. Don't forget, they should have lost outright at home to the Giants. They needed a 63-yard field goal to beat them. Love the Lions in this spot. Anybody else want to add to that? Sounds like this is the one game we all agree on. Um, Saints, too. I mean, Saints is consensus. The only only thing that makes me pause is I just I'm I am worried about this passing game without uh, Marvin because they just have Galladay and who the hell else to catch passes I really don't know. But T- TJ Jones. Yeah, I just don't understand how the Lions can be this big of a home dog here. No joke, TJ Jones should be a DFS target this week if Marvin doesn't go. 34 snaps out wide last week. Uh Bruce Ellington is a name that you remember, but that dude hasn't seen the field since week 3. So, TJ Jones, sneaky DFS play. Okay, the card, barring any shenanigans, Raiders, shenanigans coming, Raiders, Rams, Saints, Jags, Lions. Yeah, I'm blowing this card up. All right. We're we're putting my card on. Fire the Sounders. (laughs) Get the Saints off there. Get the Jaguars off there. <laughs> we're going Bears. And we're going Broncos. And that will give us Brett's top five. Raiders, Rams, Broncos, Bears, Lions. So I'm using my veto on Mo. I'm using my freebie on Donnie. He did it. I'm this not even the type of shit that gets you kicked out of the group, man. <laughs> I'm not even bad because... I don't even care because Brett's earned this. You guys dump it. Oh, yeah. It's my turn. Needed Brett's top five. Love it. All right. Follow these guys on Twitter. At Donnie underscore Peters. At Brett Colson. C-O-L-L-S-O-N. And at Mo Nuara. N-U-W-W-A-R-A-H. Rooting for 
the disciple this week. Follow us on Twitter as well at Gridiron Gamble. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review the podcast. Your love powers the machine. Need five and zero oh this week. Absolutely I do right. Need it. <laughs> we really do. Best of luck in your betting ventures. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. Peace. Ow.